and welcome to the inaugural podcast for the Self-Initiative Project, where we're going to be talking about all things personal safety, self-defense, firearms, first aid, and all related areas of interest. Welcome and thanks for listening in. I'm your host, Jim O'Brien. So yeah, before we get started, we wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about us. The Self-Initiative Project was founded on the simple premise that we are all responsible for our own personal safety and preparedness along with that of our loved ones. We started this podcast in the hopes of getting some good information out there for people and in the process maybe even be able to dispel some of the bad information floating around these days. And if we can help one person by giving them one, maybe even two bits of information that they can take away that helps them in some way or makes them think about things more, then we've done our jobs, and we hope you can get behind that with us. Now we're going to get started, so sit back, relax, and have a listen. And if you like what you hear, tell your friends and family so they can have a listen too. This evening we'll be talking about all things gun safety, and I'm fortunate enough to have my good friend Dennis Haynes on with us this evening. Dennis, how are you? Welcome, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I'm honored to be part of your first podcast. I know this has been a long time coming, right? and I'm pretty excited as you are to, uh, to uh, go ahead and, and do this. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you being on. Thank you for being on. And thanks for all of our listeners to being on, too. You know, gun safety, when we think of gun safety, we think about those just in the gun community and how important it is for those of us who handle guns, shoot guns, whether it's for hunting or target practice or competition or just general recreation or self-defense. You know, gun safety is of utmost importance. But the interesting part is, is even those that are uh, for gun control. Gun control advocates can also benefit from gun safety. So this podcast is really meant for everyone inside and outside the gun community, and I think that's a good thing. So before we get started, um, you know, I don't just want to have friends on the podcast. There's a good reason why I'm having you on, and um, I, want, I, want to, I want the people to, to know who you are and what your background is and why you're on here with me this evening. So uh, let's talk about you for a few minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I can't say I'm not used to talking about myself, but uh, I'm a 15-year Marine veteran, um, combat veteran, um, was a uh, Marine infantry platoon sergeant, um, weapons platoon, and uh, out of the 15 years that I served, nine years of that, I uh, shot rifle and pistol competition. Um, I also instructed uh, while I was in the Marine Corps um, a couple of different courses, um, um, most of which was based around weapons handling, co-weapon systems, um, M60 machine gun. And then... Uh, after that, you know, it's so funny um, being into weapons and guns um, my entire career as a Marine. When I got out, I got married and we had a young child. And my wife, who was also a Navy corpsman, so she was used to being around weapons and her, her family hunted quite a bit. She just didn't feel comfortable having any guns in the house um, with a young child. And I, I understood that. So for years, um, to be exact, 16 years, I went 
without handling any weapons. I just kind of fell to the wayside and focused on the family and whatnot. And when my son turned 16, I went out and bought a uh, 22 rifle and uh, we started shooting and going out to the farm and putting some rounds down range. And I realized as we were shooting, you know, I uh, lost a little bit of some of the basics behind uh, marksmanship and gun safety. And uh, that kind of drove me to um, do a little bit more research and make sure I was up on the latest. And because of that, I ended up um, becoming a NRA instructor um, where I'm certified to teach uh, basic pistol um, shooting and safety. And also I became a range safety officer, certified um, NRA range safety officer. And uh, over the years, I've just pretty much um, researched and make sure I was up on speed on, on the latest um, techniques um, and handling, not just for range shooting, but for personal protection and, and defensive shooting. And then again, just uh, keeping up to speed on the latest um, safety techniques rules, right? seeing things that people do. I'm, I'm a big advocate of learning from others' mistakes. And, you know, I, I just try to keep up on those kind of things. Sure. And, you know, it's so funny because you and I got our NRA certifications for basic pistol and range safety officer about the same time. Of course, we went through basic pistol together. And I think uh, range safety officer, we did a little bit differently. But I remember back and you you probably remember this, too. I remember back when we first both of us, well, me especially first started getting back into guns and enjoying shooting, you know, more on a just recreational or target shooting basis i remember talking to you the first time saying man you really ought to start looking at some of these things and getting you signed up and i remember i remember at a point you said no i'm done with guns i've shot all the guns i'm going to do i've done too much with guns and all this time later now here we are yeah (laughs) with a couple in our collection and uh talking about gun safety together so that's cool yeah absolutely So, you know, I think gun safety is an important thing, right? And as an instructor, for me at least, and and you tell me how you feel, for me, if I see somebody on the range doing something wrong or someone expresses interest in me in learning how to shoot, I'm not at all interested in how they shoot, how well they hit the target or the bullseye. I could care less about that. My number one priority as an instructor or even when I'm not instructing is gun safety and handling those weapons, those firearms correctly. And so I don't really care how well someone shoots that comes in time with practice and work and effort, but getting those safety rules, those four basic safety rules down is really key. And we'll talk more about those in a minute. You know, the media and Hollywood saturates us with so much misinformation and bad information and a lot of misguided and, you know, Hollywood does a disservice showing guns being mishandled in just about every movie or TV, and very seldom does a television show or a movie portray guns being handled in a proper manner. I mean, can you remember the last time you saw a movie where the, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy, didn't have his finger on the trigger if he was holding the gun? Well, you know, it's so funny is because my friends and family really dislike going to action movies with me because I am constantly sitting in 
in the seat going, oh, that's wrong. Like, you see him flag that guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Muzzles flagging across everybody, tr- fingers on the trigger, everything that we're taught not to do, you see constantly in Hollywood, because in Hollywood, at the end of the day, you don't get hurt, you know? But, you know, in saying that, though, right, Hollywood portrays what real people do. Because unless you're conscious of or have a conscious of gun safety, you're going to do exactly what Hollywood's showing. I bet you that if you went out there and saw the average Joe out there handling a weapon, they would probably break those, you know, top four safety rules. Because a lot of people don't think about safety. Safety is usually secondary, right? Or, you know, I should say not to the forefront. Um, you know, that's a really good point. I, I hadn't thought of that that way. Those of us that handle firearms, weapons, whatever we want to refer to them as firearms, let's say for the sake of this, you know, we're used to that. And that's at the forefront of what we're doing when we're handling whatever type of shooting we're doing. And I, I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head. Hollywood really does betray what the common public might be doing most of the time or think most of the time because they don't handle firearms a lot. And when they do go to the range, they think, oh, nothing's going to happen to me or, you know, I got to do something really crazy for something to go wrong. But, you know, interestingly enough, I was working the range just uh, a couple of months ago as a range safety officer or an RSO, as they call us. And a gentleman and two lady friends of his went in the range. They were first in on the range that morning. And, um, he had a firearm on his hip, open carry, and he was standing around one of the tables, you know, we have out there on the range and he draws his weapon from his holster. Now I didn't see all this happen. I was inside at the sink in between, uh, in, in, in the room in between the range and the main cells floor. And I suddenly heard this loud bang, you know, I knew a gun had gone off. And the first thing I did was check myself And the next thing I did was open the door and I knew I was going to see, you know, something I didn't want to see, you know, possibly some blood or somebody down on the floor. And the guy comes out and he's white as a ghost, right? And he had drawn his weapon from his open holster. And because he couldn't remember if it was loaded or not, he pulled the trigger to check to see whether it was loaded or not. And subsequently shot a hole through his one of his friend's leather purses and in the back of one of our walls there off to the side behind the table. You know the one as soon as you walk in the door there, the one to the left. And he just got lucky, right? Because it could have been himself. It could have been his, the lady friend that happened to be standing to the right of him or to the left of him. So he got lucky. But it serves to remind us that you know, bad things can happen and negligent discharges, as they say in D's, can happen to any of us. But it just serves as a reminder that we really have to handle those firearms safely at all times. They're not Nerf guns. They're not toys. It's not a cartoon. It's not Hollywood. You know, we can get hurt. And he just got lucky. He put a hole through, you know, semi-expensive leather purse and into the wall. And he's lucky he didn't hurt himself or one of his friends. So, just well, serves as a reminder, and we see it all the time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that goes back to what we talked about, the safety rules. And, you know, whether you're looking at the NRA safety rules or anybody else's safety rules, right, the the basics of rule number one is, you know, always treat a gun as it's loaded, whether yeah. that means pointing in a safe direction or, you know. Absolutely. 
whatever, right? But I've seen a lot of things too at the range. I've seen people, you know, fire around downrange or think they fire around downrange, pull the trigger, nothing happens, and they look down the barrel to see what happened. Right? <laughs> right. Did that bullet come out of there? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Or I see people shooting and get so excited, you know, finger on the trigger and turn around and face inward, you know, waving the gun around because they're excited because they hit a piece of paper. So, you know, one of the things, and, you know, I know we're going to talk about this as we continue, but, you yeah. know, one of the one of the folks that I've followed, and I think you have too, is Jeff Cooper. And I read a quote of his um, not too long ago, and, and it says, safety is something that happens between your ears. Nothing that hold. it's not something that you hold in your hand, right? And what that Absolutely. pretty much means is, you know, it's, it's, it's the behavior and thought behind safety. That's what rules safety, okay? It's not necessarily the weapon, but it's the behavior. Yeah. I don't think people, people understand that. Right? They always think that, uh, and especially these folks that don't understand weapons, they always talk about the gun and whatnot. Whether, you know, you have a mechanical safety, which, you know, most guns don't, you know, um, it's not the safety. It's not the safety on the gun that makes the weapon safe. It's the way you handle it. It's the mentality behind the way you you handle the gun. And that's something that really has to be taught because it's, it's not something that we do naturally. And as we just spoke about, you know, Hollywood and the way people are in every day, that's not, that's not on the forefront of folks. You know, they're more interested in everything else, rounds going down range, but before they're really concerned about safety. Absolutely. And we see that all the time as range safety officers. And and, and we're actually going to have a podcast on being a range safe, safety officer and what that means and what that looks like, aren't we? We've already decided on that. Yeah, That'll yeah, be yeah. separate. So we'll we'll definitely be talking more about that, that responsibility and that and, and that role. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I think people when they go to the range, whether indoor, outdoor, it doesn't matter, they get so caught up in actually what the firearm does and putting those uh, rounds downrange that they forget the basics of handling that firearm and weapon. And so that's what we're here to talk about uh, now. So you already mentioned the, the first safety rule, and this kind of ties into what Jeff Cooper put together for us all. And I think as a Marine, you'll remember the first safety rules you've already mentioned is always treat the gun as if it was loaded at all times. And I think that kind of sets the precedence, kind of sets the stage for everything else. Because if you remember that rule before all else, you're going to be more likely to follow a couple of his subsequent rules, like being aware of the business end of the gun and making sure the muzzle's pointed in a safe direction at all times and keeping your finger off the trigger until you're actually ready to shoot. But that first rule really sets the precedence for all the others. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you... uh if you treat the gun as it's loaded, right, then you're more conscious of where the muzzle's pointed and what you're doing with the gun, right? But again, it's it's a behavior that people who aren't used to handling guns have to get used to. You know, everything else is secondary. Absolutely. You got to remember, um, the weapon is, if you treat it as though it's loaded at all times, then you're more likely to watch what it is you're doing when you're handling that firearm at all times. Uh, rule number two, let's talk about rule number two, and we'll get through these first four, which I think are critical. And then there's there's actually 10 or 12 rules, depending on the source of the rules, and we'll talk about that. So Jeff Cooper said, number one is always treat the weapon as if it was loaded at all times. Number two is... 
And this is a big one for me, especially we've seen on the range. Always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. I think that's so important. Whether the slide's open, you know the magazine's out, whether you know it's unloaded, you quote unquote know it's unloaded. If you remember rule number one, the gun is actually always loaded at all times, then you want to make extra specially sure that you're not flagging someone, meaning pointing the muzzle towards something that you don't want to shoot. And that's that's equally as important. Yeah. Now you know, the one thing where we, the one thing that we don't do together is I I enjoy hunting, and I find that um, I don't want to kill Bambi, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I find though when I go hunting, you know, one of the things that I consider when I go hunting with someone else is how safe they are. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I actually talk to them about safety, right? Whether or not we're wearing vests, which you know you should be, hats, you know, their ideas behind gun safety, you know, if we're doing bird shooting and the shotguns breach, you make sure that you know the barrel's still pointed away from folks. You know, you get people still out there, especially when you go deer hunting. For me, you know that uh, just because they don't have a round in the chamber, they think it's okay. Um, to flag somebody. Well, it's not loaded. Well, that doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter Um, because guess what? There's rule number one. Yeah, and I've actually walked away from hunting with with a particular person because he continued to do it. And I said, God, you're making me nervous. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the truck. And he didn't didn't understand that. And I had to explain to him that, you know, you're not absolutely sure. You know, how do I know? That you know, and he um, had a bolt action, so the bolt was always home. Right? How do I know there's not a round in the chamber? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, off topic a little bit, but we we both ride motorcycles, right? And it's kind of like riding motorcycles with others. If you're if you're riding in a pack or riding with an individual that's not safe, that isn't safety conscious, that's unaware, or just doesn't care of those around them then, you know, you might want to choose not to ride with them. It's kind of the same to your point. It's kind of the same with, with firearm handling, with, with gun handling, right? If, if you know someone's not safe, you either need to make sure they understand what the rules are, but if they continue not to follow them, then, you, you know, you need to make a choice for you and or your loved ones if you're, if you're around them while they're handling those firearms. So yeah, number three is just as important as the first two. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. And what that means, again, is not just keeping your finger resting lightly on the trigger. Oh, no, no, no. You want to keep your finger off the trigger completely and outside the trigger guard. And that in combination with the first two rules really helps us ensure that we're not going to accidentally shoot ourselves or someone else. Well, you know, I'm guilty of this one. I've had um, a negligent discharge a couple of times. Luckily, because I was following rules number one and two, you know, it, it wasn't fatal or anything. But I've had incidences where out in the field or even at the range um, have had my finger on the trigger and the gun went off. And in these particular incidents, I was handling um, weapons that had one to two pound trigger pulls, two pound trigger pulls. Um, one time out in the field was trying out a, uh, a new sniper rifle and 
didn't realize how light the trigger was, had, was focused in and um, just resting my finger there allowed the round to go, go down range. And it went down range unintentionally. That'll get your attention. Right. I didn't mean for it to go down range, right? But the trigger was so light that, you know, barely resting as I was preparing to shoot, the round went off. Startled me, startled the people behind me. Um, but it made me think, you know, good thing I had this thing pointed down range. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it's very important, you know, to uh, follow the rules, right, as they apply, one and two especially. And then, you know, keeping your finger off the trigger until you in, you intend to pull the trigger is it's a great another safety rule. You know? Well, you know, I appreciate your honesty about having a negligent discharge because I too have had a negligent discharge and I was lucky. You know, I think the positive of your situation was, is that a, you probably walked a- away learning a lesson and B and most importantly, your muzzle was pointed in a safe direction. It was pointed down range. I had a similar situation at the range where a gentleman and his son were shooting, um, um, a AR type platform, 22 caliber, uh, together sharing some good, good shooting time together. And they had a malfunction with the firearm and asked me to come help them and the father had set the firearm down on the table uh, in their alley, in their aisle, and I picked it up. And without, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, accidents happen. And of course, it's not an accident, it's negligence. I understand that. I, I, I pulled the trigger. I think I was checking to see, um, you know, if it had been cleared instead of going through the proper technique. So to your point you made earlier, you really do have to have the mindset, not just memorize the rules, but really have the mindset to understand why the rules are in place. And when you've got a firearm in your hand, make sure you're adhering to them at all time. But again, the positive is, is that we probably both walked away from our negligent discharges thinking we'll never let that happen again. And in both of our cases, the muzzle was pointed down range and away from anything we weren't willing to destroy more, most importantly, uh, ourselves or some other person. Well, you know, <laughs> I think we both know of a story where we know of someone holstering a, a weapon and had their finger on the trigger and it went off. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, that, that was a bad scene. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's really, you have to be, conscious of your actions right it's safety in some terms can be subconscious if you're used to doing it because it becomes second nature but still should be at the forefront right you should still be very conscious of your movement and your behavior when you're handling a weapon yeah I, I absolutely and i think you know for a lot of people you know i like to think that most people are not apathetic when it comes to firearms but you know i think a lot of people get in the habit of oh it won't happen to me or i know the firearm is unloaded or you know whatever it might be and the, and the point is is yeah those things may be true but the redundancy and the effort and the mindset never hurt it's always safer to be safe than not jeff cooper's fourth rule be sure of your target and what is beyond it yeah so you know as cooper mentions make sure you know what you're shooting at right um yeah make sure your target's positively identified and you know like you said in, in hunting and that's been my biggest fear i've 
um, has purposely missed a good shot because the target wasn't clear. It wasn't clearly identified to me, um, especially when you go pick on. I've gone bow hunting at night several times, and I see a shadow. I know there's nothing else out there, right? My 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 mind tells me, you know, it's nothing but that. But you know, I guess safety rules. So until I can clearly identify what it is I'm shooting at, I won't pull the trigger, you know, and I've missed several shots because of that, but I, I, I'm okay with that. Right. Um, it may not have been a boy, it may have been a dog, it may have been anything. Right. I, I don't know until I can clearly identify that. Um, I find that rule to, um, come in place a lot when you're hunting, you know, at the range. Yeah. You, you gotta know, you know, what's in front of you. But hunting, I think that re- that rule really plays a big role. And as you mentioned, competition shooting, right? Make sure that you know the field of view is clear. And and even in the military, that was one of our big rules: is um, making sure you identify the target. You know, you start shooting big caliber guns, um, 50 cal, you know, um, M60. That 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 round's going to travel. So you got to make sure you know what's where your target is, identify the target, and make sure what's beyond the target, right? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think with hunting, that's especially key. You know, don't take the shot on the deer or the boar or whatever it is unless you're sure that of what's beyond that target. And most importantly, no one is else is behind that target. Uh, and that also carries over into the self-defense world. You know, a lot of us think, you know, the good guy's going to shoot the bad guy no matter what. And you know, that's not necessarily the case. You are responsible for every round that you release from your firearm, and especially in self-defense. If you don't have a clear shot, your family, friends, or public, or around, or nearby, or behind the the bad person, uh, you you don't want to take that shot because bad people don't care about whether or not they hear, hit an innocent bystander or not. But as a law-abiding citizen in a self-defense scenario or protecting third party or, you know, whatever the scenario might be, you've got to be cognizant of your surroundings and what's beyond, what might be hit by that range uh, you send downrange. So absolutely key. Just to recap, number one is always treat the weapon as if it was loaded at all times. And I think that just kind of sets the precedence for everything else. Number two is always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. Be aware of that muzzle at all times. Be extra cautious and make extra effort when you're handling your firearms so you know where that muzzle is and you're not flagging people around you or animals around you, whatever it might be. Number three is always keep your finger straight and off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Keep your finger off the trigger and outside the trigger guard. And number four of Colonel Jeff Cooper's gun safety rules is always be sure of your target and what is beyond it. You only shoot when you're absolutely certain of your target and everything behind it is clear. With that, we've reached a good stopping point for our inaugural podcast on gun safety. This will be part one of a two-part series where Dennis is going to be coming back to continue talking about all things gun safety. We've started with arguably the top most important gun safety rules there are, but in part two, we'll continue by talking about range safety, hunting safety, 
gun shop safety and etiquette, safety for your children, as well as cleaning your firearm and how that ties back into all things gun safety. We appreciate you joining us and hope that you've liked what you've heard here. Be sure to tell your friends and family about us and let them have a listen too. And we look forward to having you the next time. Thanks so much for joining us.